Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. everybody thank you again for listening to living in the third degree with bpd this episode might run a little bit longer than usual um i'm definitely not going to say it's a special episode it's a very important episode because i believe this is the end of my marriage Uh, most of you probably know i've been with my wife for 33 years and we uh were married for 28 years and uh, ultimately, it was my decision, which is probably going to be confusing to most of you because I've always swore I would never abandon my wife, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a sore throat today, um, but there's some circumstances uh, evolving around this that you'll um, hear soon, but it's very, very, very upsetting to me, um, so excuse me if I get a little emotional, um, which you probably hear happens a lot, I apologize for that, but anyways, the uh, name of this episode is, is the end, or a new chapter, you know, the reason I say that is because so many times we have left each other before I got back together, but I don't think I can allow it to happen this time, you'll, you'll understand why, so thank you again for listening, and I'll get on with the episode. So, is it the end or the beginning of a new chapter? My personal feeling, the end. These past two weeks have been extremely rough for me. Anytime we, uh, I should say in the last year and a half, uh, anytime she had made me leave, um, usually within the next day or a couple of days, three at the most, I would either text her, call or just show back up at the house. And this time, uh, there's some circumstances surrounding it that I had in my mind. If she makes me leave this time, I'm not coming back. And believe it or not, this last time almost broke a record. I am never at the house more than, oh God, five days before she has an episode and makes me leave. And on average, it's like three days, to be honest with you. And I live an hour away from where the house is. So, it went six days, which is amazing. <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, I got a sore throat, so excuse me. Um, and, it, I, I don't know. So, anyways, I'm going to back up. So, two days before I'd gone back last time, I had found out that... Um, she had reached out to a guy she was seeing when we separated and she um, was pretty much begging him to get in contact with her. Now I'll back up when we had split up a couple years ago there was um, a guy she wasn't even really involved with. He was a, a friend of my son's and 
they kind of became friends and she's a huge tension seeker and of course at the time we had broken up so she was lonely and her mom just died so she was hurting and you know, she didn't want any of my consoling or uh, anything to do with me so she kind of latched on to him and of course he showed a little bit of compassion and that was the hook that <laughs> that railed her in so of course uh, her attention seeking kicked into high gear and you know um of course most people with bpd kind of uh, are very um, promiscuous and and use sex as a weapon and she did and she um you know pretty much was flirting and putting it out there that you know she would um do anything with him and um, one thing led to another and i, I honestly thought it happened happened multiple times and <clears throat> due to a lot of investigating I, I i found it that she only had sex with him once um granted it wasn't excuse my language a quickie it was you know an all-night thing um that right there is what literally closed the deal with her that she literally fell in love with this guy now what really pissed me off was you know when i got back together with her and um yeah, you know, I had already known this, um, but when we got back together, I found letters and texts um, of her, you know, a after the fact of that, he kind of distanced himself, and she got pissed off, she was sending him texts, you know, I think I deserve an explanation, I feel used, I feel dirty, blah, 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 everything was fine, then we have sex, and, you know, uh, you blow me off and everything, and I was very confused of... When we got back together, she was, like, obsessed with this guy. I, I found, you know, with the letters and everything. And even when we got back together, she was still texting him a little bit. But he was very vague. And I did find out the reason he didn't just basically tell her, listen, leave me alone. I don't want nothing to do with you. Was because she had, um, I guess, he at the time was, um, had split up with his girlfriend, um, but he had sent her a text many times saying, you know, I don't ever want, um, his girl to, I was almost going to say her name, but well, it doesn't matter. Her name was Cheryl that, um, he didn't want her to find out because, um, she said if she found out he had, um, any sexual relations with anybody, she would break up with him again. And they just got back together because they were supposed to distance themselves and work on the relationship, not go around sleeping around. So anyways, with her knowing that, she, a few times she had said, well, maybe I'll let Cheryl know. And so come to find out that he was petrified she was going to do that. So instead of just telling, him, uh, telling her, you know, F off, leave me alone, he kind of had to um, just, you know, appease her pretty much. Um, but she used all this to her advantage. And so anyways... She would go as far as, you know, I'm going to kill myself and this and that. Um, you know, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And he did tell her, you know, we'd never be more than friends. Well, then why would you sleep with me? I felt like saying, you've slept with people that weren't even your friend before. You know, when she was cheating many times in the past, they weren't friends. So where she changed that, I don't know. But anyways... Um, I can't answer half the things she's done. So, anyways, um, what was I going to say? She she was madly in love with this guy, and I couldn't understand. They didn't have a relationship. They were just friends. He suffered her once, and she literally is madly in love with this guy. And the whole time we were together, she was madly in love with him. And um, at one point, I had asked her, you know, are you in love with me? And she said, well... I love you. I'll always love you. We have kids. I'm like, whoa, whoa, back up. She's like, no, I'm not in love with you. And then come to find out she's in love with the other guy. And I couldn't understand because after reading so many of the texts, and um, he, she would even say it that, you know, even the whole time when they were just friends, he would make up excuses that, um, you know, not answering her or coming over. Um, you know, when she would say, you know, you promised you'd text me or come over. My truck wasn't running. Um, I got home. I fell asleep. My phone was dead. My phone was broken. Blah, blah, blah. It was always an excuse. 
so she would even say it. You know, he had an excuse for everything. And um, so, number one, he always blew her off, lied to her. And I come to find out that when he was saying he couldn't come over for those reasons, he was actually at a friend's house. So, that's what I mean by instead of just telling her to F off, um, you know, he would do things like that, lie to her. And then she would say, um, ah, there's a couple things I can't say, but, you know, she would sit there and say, um, in text to get him to come over, you know, if you come over, I'll show you a real good time, blah, blah, blah. So she was trying to, like, entice him over with sex. And when he would, you know, refuse, she would be like, oh, but it was good enough before. And um, then she would also say, she actually believed that maybe it was something with her physical appearance. So she's like, what is it? Um, because of my age, because it was a 12-year difference. And, uh, you know, he was younger. And... Um, so my age, am I fat, am I ugly? Because when we got back together, she had, um, would look in the mirror and say the most horrid things about herself, and it killed me. Um, because she is a beautiful woman, and I would tell her, you know, you're gorgeous. And she would say she hated her body, um, you know, because of having kids. She's not overweight. She's only 130 pounds, and sometimes 125. She's never gotten over 135 since we've been back together, but... At times, she has been up to 180 pounds, and, you know, I tell them, I'm like, your body looks unround. She's like, yeah, but, you know, I got extra skin and, you know, stuff like that from baby. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You you know, so I would try to get that out of her head, and she knew I was telling the truth, but she seemed to believe one of the reasons this guy would blow her off because, you know, he was looking for a younger girl, hot body, blah, blah, blah. It really wasn't it, you know, and I believe that when they had sex, um... It was only, you know, just one of those, like, right place at the right time, right feeling, and she offered, and because some of the texts had kind of pointed that direction from him. So everything I'm saying is from proof that I've seen. So anyways, I never told her I'd see this stuff, but when we'd argue, you know, I'd throw it at her, and, um, she, you know, she, over the period, um, like, she would tell me to leave, and sometimes I'd hide my car on the street and come back and listen to her and one day she was listening to some love songs and I thought she was talking about me there was a song came on and it said something about dancing with me and she's like you could have been dancing but instead you want to leave and not come back and I'm thinking well you told me to leave I, I'd love to come back I'd come back and again she was making you know references to that you know she's like you know I really love you and you don't believe it so oh, all these things she was saying I'm like I thought she was talking about me. And um, then there was another song came on, something about making love. And she's like, if you just would come back, let me, no, just come back, give me a hug. And even if you just tell me you love me, if you really don't, and make love to me. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I'll give her a little bit of time to come back. So I left like, I don't know, three, four hours, something like that. Came back and she refused to let me in. And she was acting just as, nasty and angry as when she told me to leave so I was confused so um I ended up talking about you know let me in the house and it, I didn't tell her that I was hearing that stuff so I did what she was saying out loud I gave tried giving her a hug and tell her I love her and it's like you don't love me and and she's like saying these nasty things and I'm like so then I, I put on some soft music and um I tried to dance with her you know, because that was the first thing she said. You could be dancing with me, and she wouldn't. She pushed me away. She said, well, I don't want to dance with you. You're disgusting. And I'm like, what is going on? So again, so later on, I tried, you know, making references that, you know, she was beautiful and everything, and um, uh, how to say it, I tried making love with her. She wouldn't. She was So I finally I looked at her. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I came back and I heard you saying those things and she's like, what made you think I was talking about you? And immediately I'm thinking, it's true. So I go, well then, who were you thinking about when you said that? None of your business. Well, right away I knew and I'm like, are you serious? So that's when it started that I'm like, she's so in love with this guy. So when we would fight in the beginning, she, she didn't bring things up, but later on she did. She'd be like... <laughs> His name is Dustin, and, and she'd be saying, um, you're just pissed because you're ugly, and 
Dustin is good looking and has muscles and I'm like, why would you say that? And I'm going to be honest with you, I have never said anything to compare her with anybody else. Never. I've never done that. That's, that's horribly mean. And, um, oh, to back up a second, she would, you know, the, the time when she was looking in the mirror, she couldn't pass by me. A lot of times she wouldn't even look in the mirror. And when she did, it was always nasty comments. So over the period of time, I we constantly make comments about her beauty and, you know, how sexy she was and... Even, you know, just out of the blue, I walk in the kitchen, I'm like, wow, damn, look at you. And and then other times, we'd be sitting there, and I'd just be staring at her while she was doing something. She'd look up and go, what? I'm like, you're just so beautiful. I just, I think you're the most beautiful woman alive. And and I really meant it. I really did. I think she's gorgeous. And, um, you know, we take pictures. I take pictures of her in the beginning, you know, three or four pictures, and make comments about her, and... I started getting her confidence back so much. It turned out to be 30, 50 pictures a day, and she loved it when I take pictures of her. She'd sometimes dress up in three or four outfits and, and change them. I take pictures and blow it up, take screenshots of headshots, and had a separate file just called screenshot. I mean headshots, and then modeling pictures. And she is. She's. Excuse my language. She's fucking beautiful. And you know when she. Oh, forget it. So, anyways. Um, I kept doing that, and then one day I counted. I took 130 pictures of her one day. She she had changed into like five different outfits, and and yeah, she she would dress up in negligee, and I take you know beautiful pictures. And I had found out she was sending him some negligee pictures, and you know to entice him. And I asked her, I said, I'm gonna be honest with you. After she finally you know knew that I knew certain things, I said, what kind of comments did he give you? And she was honest. We were getting along. She said, he said they're okay. I go, that's literally his comment, they're okay? She's like, yeah. I go, so he never, like, did what I did. Like, these are gorgeous. She's like, no. Now, she would send me pictures, too. And I'd make comments, you know, you're so freaking gorgeous and sexy. And so I'm like, he never sent you a text on it or, or made, like, references like I do. And she's like, No. And I go, then why do you keep sending them? She's like, to see if I could get a good comment. That's all she wanted. She just wanted to be told she's beautiful, like any woman. And I was being honest. I wasn't just saying it. I was being honest. And after a while, she knew it. And that's why the amount of pictures that I would take would increase. And um, I even asked her one day, I said, when I tell you all these things, do you think I'm lying? And in the beginning, she was like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And then one time I asked her, I said, do you believe me when I say I think you're beautiful and sexy? And she said, sometimes. I go, well, you know, you can't think somebody's beautiful sometimes and they're not. I go, do you mean like when you don't do your hair or when you do? And she's like, no, just depending on my mood. I said, well, guess what? Just like when I said you were one of the best mothers I ever knew or the best mother I ever knew, I can't, when we're fighting, can't take that back. Just like when... You know, when people fight, they say things, and when they get along, they say something else. That's confusing for the other person, because then you almost wonder, which one is the truth? And you're like, when we would fight, and, you know, we would get along, she'd be like, you know, I didn't mean that when I said that we were fighting. But then when we were fighting, she's like, no, I really did mean that. And it was confusing. So now when I look back, there's a lot of things that she would say, I know she really meant. And um, so... Moving along, well, she does have her paranoia. There's one thing she has been doing and, and has done for a while. She has one of these stupid apps on her phone. It's like when we were kids, we had that eight ball you shake up and it gives you the answer. Well, it either says yes or no. And to this day, I'm not sure if she thinks she's talking to a spirit or can talk to that guy through this app. Because when she has paranoia and she, she oh my God. She got a small settlement, and she bought, I think it's like 25 or 30 different tarot cards. And she's obsessed with finding out this guy loves her. She reads horoscopes all the time on his specific horoscope. And one time she made a comment. She watches these YouTube tarot card things, and she had typed a few comments that really hurt my feelings. One of it said that she would never leave his name because she knew I would find certain things. And she goes, I... I'm missing my special person. I hope my special person is missing me. And that hurt my feelings. And the episode happened to be um, saying that there's somebody that's missing you that really loves you. 
and I'd look at the titles that she would read, uh, sorry, uh, watch on YouTube, and they would say, somebody from your past is coming back, somebody from your past loves you, and this and that, and she was just so freaking obsessed with the guy, and it killed me, because I'm trying to love this woman, and let her know how much I love her, and she's in love with somebody else, I mean, that fucking killed me, and I would tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, Whatever this guy was, whatever he did so special, please. And she would never tell me what I was, you know, what did this guy do so special that in just a short period of time, you can love this guy more than you love me, considering all the things that I do for you. When I got back with her, I changed everything that she said that she loved me for. And it wasn't always the things I did. I figured it out. It was the things I didn't do. I didn't make her feel beautiful. I didn't make her feel sexy. I didn't make her feel loved. And, you know, I would mistaken things she said when she would say, you know, you don't make me feel like I'm loved. And I would tell her, I tell you I love you all the time. It's not words, it's proven it. And not only that, a lot of people don't realize they say they love somebody because they want to hear it back. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they probably say, you know, I love you and I'm sure they do love that person. But the time, but at that moment when they're saying it, they want to hear it back. And it's a proven fact. It's the majority of the time. That's what it is. We want to hear it. And so I started telling her, I said, you know, when I say I love you, I'll never get mad if you don't say it back. Because I want you to know I love you. You know, when you feel at the time you love me, well, you can tell me. And looking back, one thing that really fucking killed me was in a year and a half that we got back, Without me saying it, she probably told me she loved me maybe five times. And that was only when I really, really went out of the way. Like, I bought her one of those stars from the International Star Registry. And um, that, that was the best thing I had with her because I told her, nobody can ever take that away from you. And if we're never together, I can always look up in the sky and see you. And uh, it hurts when... I couldn't get her to say that. And what really pissed me off was one time we were arguing. And I wanted to say it to her. So I said, you know, you have to understand too. I'm not in love with you. I love you because we had kids together. And she looked at me. She goes, what the fuck? Why would you say that? I said, well, you admit it to me. You're not in love with me. That you only love me because we have kids. And you're going to get mad because I say it? She's like, well, you've told me before you're in love with me. I go, well, like you, I've fallen out of love with you. But... You know, and she took that so seriously. It's always been like that. Do as I say, not as I do. And I have an episode about that. But, I mean, the truth is, I am in love with her. I, I fucking love her with all my heart and soul. I really do. And that's what kills me so much. But, especially knowing that she loves somebody else. But, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, so anyways, um, what I'm going to say... <laughs> So, with her being in love with this guy, you know, um, it started getting worse with her comments. You know, she would say, you know, I made a comment one day. I said, you know, you texted him and you said, you know, I still live at this address. What would he do? If, what would you do if he showed up and I was here? What are we going to do? I'll sit down and play Parcheesi together? You want to play Yahtzee or something? I said, you know what happened? I have a feeling if he showed up and I wasn't here, which you would probably hope, you'd probably sleep with him. And she looked at me. She said, damn right. If he was here, I'd F him right now. I looked at her, I said, I can't believe you just said that. She's like, well, you brought it up. I, I, it doesn't matter. That comment was insane. And, um, again, I've never said anything like that. And, oh, like I was saying about with her body and everything. At this point here, when we'd argue, she would never, ever comment good about her body. But lately, she's been saying, I know I'm sexy. I know I'm beautiful. I can find somebody. So I gained her confidence back. I definitely get credit for that, and I know I do. And this guy's the one that lowered it, because he never told him why she was beautiful or sexy. I forgot to mention, she she admitted that, and definitely didn't make her feel sexy or beautiful. <clears throat> but I did. But yeah, she loves this freaking guy. And, um, and so I told her, I said, you know, what's funny is you also admitted she's never been a drinker and she doesn't do drugs. Um that she started drinking because of him, because she was so depressed. So I said to her, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I want to do a pro and con list here. Guy never made you feel beautiful, never told you beautiful or sexy. Lied to you constantly, and hurt you by lying, saying he wasn't coming over here, and yet you found out, after I proved to her, that he was actually somewhere else. 
Um, he told you he would never, ever have a relationship, never anything more than friends. He had sex with you and then blew you off, made you feel dirty. Um, he never once gave you a card of flowers out of the blue or at all. I used to bring her a card of flowers just for no reason. And she'd be like, what's this for? Of course she would think I did something wrong. And I said nothing. I said, there's no special occasion. But guess what? Every occasion is special with you. So I'd get her flowers out of the blue. And we just do special things like that. Not because I had to or not because of, you know, anything special. Just because I loved her. And, you know, of course she'd get mean like the last time I brought her a dozen roses and a nice coffee exactly the way she likes it and I kept begging her please take these and she wouldn't wouldn't and then she said fine I'll take them she took them she ripped them up in front of me and it fucking killed me so how could you do that you kept begging me to take them I told you I didn't want them you get to taking them in the house and throwing them out of something why would you do that right in front of me but anyways whatever that's just another Freaking hole in the heart. But, um, I know I'm probably jumping around here, but I guess that's a very upsetting suit. So, um, and, oh yeah, the pros and cons. I said he never took you out on a date. He never planned on taking you out on a date. Um, and you said that before that, you know, when he came over, you know, he only, uh, you know, used you. Um, would only come over just, you know, to shut you up so you wouldn't sit there and, um, you know, tell his ex that, you know, they were together and had sex. And um, I said, you know, and then you, he, the comments he made on your pictures was never anything more than they're okay. I mean, to be honest with you, if anybody said that, I mean, the guy could have at least lied. But, I mean, to actually just say they're okay, you know that's going to hurt anybody. Um I don't know. To me, that's just fucking cruel. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's just cruel. And that was another point I made out. And then I said, um, you know, the time we were together, her electricity was shut off at one point. She owed almost $1,200, and they wanted $1,000 to turn it back on. She was three days in the dark. Well, I paid it to get a hook back on. Um, I paid her bills many times so she wouldn't be in debt. There was many times that she barely had food in the house. I you know, go to the store and get like two or three hundred dollars in food. Of course, these days they didn't give you a shitload, but still, the point is, um, many times the dogs almost had no food left. I'd buy a 50 pound bag of dog food, fleece. So, the point being, whatever she needed, I was there. Always there for her. Give her rides to a doctor's. As a matter of fact, one time she had a doctor's appointment. It was actually an appointment. And she actually asked him, Do you think you can give me a ride? I can't find anybody to give me a ride. Made up an excuse he was working that day or whatever it was. And she said, well, I have another doctor's appointment on this date. And um, he said, well, I won't even have my vehicle by then. I'm uh, selling it next week. And, but, you know, it was always an excuse. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But anyway, so I said to her, I was always there. Um, and she's going to have to be out of her house soon because um, her mom died. And she's been there for almost two years. And the family went to sell it, blah, blah, blah. So um, she had texted him and she's like, you know, I could use a friend, but also I could use some help. Even my kids won't help me. You know, stop packing some stuff and get in the basement straight out of this net. And um, he made an excuse, another excuse saying, um, well, I hurt my back a few weeks ago. I came in lift more than 10 pounds. It was always a freaking excuse. And in that text, she said, well, can you at least just come over? You know, she's like, well, you know, I'm, he said, you know, I'm back together with what's her name. That would be hard. And um, it was just always an excuse. That's my point. So I said, guy lied to you, made excuses, never helped you. Never even brought over a single rose. Never gave you a card. Definitely never said he loved you this and that. How can What is it? I mean, what, because guy gave you some hugs, you know, at a time you were lonely? But never did anything for you. And you admitted the guy got you into drinking. I mean, seriously. Um, I, I don't get it. So I said, if I knew that secret, I said, I would have done that from, I, you know, I wouldn't. But I said, yeah, I would have done that from the beginning. Jeez, I would have made excuses, lied to you and this and that. If that's the secret to get you to love me, that's the way I look at it, to be honest with you. But I didn't, you know, I didn't mean it. And, um, but I hope she understood that. Like, ah, it just kills me. And, uh, I don't know. So, anyways, getting up into 26 minutes of this, this is probably the longest episode, but just a few minutes left. Um, 
So what led up to this last one was two days before we went back to our house. I saw she had sent the text to his phone, which is now belongs to somebody else. He now got rid of that number. She sent a long text. You know, I'm trying to get Brad out of my life. I want nothing to do with him anymore. Um, you know, can you please be my friend? You promised you'd always be my friend. And, you know, I won't do anything to ruin your relationship. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was a long-ass text. And I know you said we'd never be friends, but I am madly in love with you. And it, the text really fucking killed me. Really killed me. Because, like, when I text her, it's usually just a quick one-liner. And, like, you know, she'll really ever say, maybe a couple of times, that she loved me at the end of a text. It's usually when she needed something. Um, but even we were arguing or not, it was just a one-liner. And when we argued, she never, ever once sent me any kind of text of apology. Well, of course, when somebody's never wrong, they can't apologize. Um, but never anything more than one-liner. But the whole time that we weren't together, she sent him books upon books of text. And um, and even this time. And I used to say that to her. I'm like, you know, you text me one-liners, and this guy used to send books to. And um, the same thing with any of the texts. You know, I'd be like, you know, I love you, and... or. Um, oh, we just said that. Um, but it would always be like, instead of like, thank you, or okay, it was just K. Or T-Y for thank you. And I used to say to her, I'm like, that much of a scumbag, you can't even type two words, thank you, is T-Y. Or one more letter of okay, it's just K. And she's like, what, what's the big deal? I'm like, it's just the point of the matter. Like, you can't, uh, I don't know. It, it's things like that. I'm not like being pushy or selfish, but when you can do it for somebody else, you can't do it for me. So anyways... Two days before I went up there, I saw this text, and it killed me. I'm like, I tried so freaking hard. And, you know, she invites a guy over that constantly lied to her, and blah, blah, blah. And when I go, when, when she tells me to leave, she tells me never to contact her again. Is, oh, my God, eight out of ten times when I go back there, she's like, you always come back here and force yourself in. I never asked you to come back. And I think once she did, she invited me back up for supper. Once, once out of a thousand times. I said, you know, um, oh, what is that? oh, yeah, so I found out about this text, so I said to myself, that's it, I can't do it, I try so freaking hard, she's never going to be over this guy, in one letter she said, I'll never ever love anybody like I loved you to the day I die, I think she meant it, I think she fucking meant it, as much as I, I go above and beyond to try to get her to love me again, and I even told her, I said, I, I'm doing everything you said I didn't do, and and I have been, I have been, and more, and of course she always says, you should have done it before, and I said, but look, wouldn't you rather, somebody that is willing to do everything that you said you needed done for you, which I'm doing, and more, somebody that you have history with, are you willing to risk to get somebody new, that the first time you pull an episode, they're gone. When you don't leave, they're never coming back. You might not even have to tell them to leave before they bolt. She's always, I'll take that risk. Are you really willing? Because I'm telling you right now, there's probably nobody that would ever put up with what she does. I'm telling you, especially with her paranoia. My God, if I'm five minutes beyond, you know, she said it before. She's like, you've been gone for 20 minutes. It only takes 10 minutes to get to the store. Five minutes, what would you do the other 10 minutes? Oh my God, what did you pull over the side of the road and text somebody? There's always a story behind on account of time. So many times I have to take a picture, get a receipt. You know, or if there's a traffic jam, oh my God, I definitely gotta take pictures of the traffic and take screenshots of, uh, you know, the warnings on the GPS. I, I go, I shouldn't have to do that, you know? And just like if I ever text her and, um, and ask her what time she's gonna be back to the house, well, why do you need to know? It's always something behind it. But she can ask, you know, what time are going to be here? A couple of times I've said, well, why do you need to know? You know, but other than that, I, I just do it. You know, a couple of times i said it, but I just do it. You know, because it's like, I'm not going to be the one to do as I say, not as I do. So I have no problem with telling her what time I'm going to be there. She has problems with it. But you know, the other thing is always confusing. While I'm there, she'll accuse me of all kinds of things. If I go in the house uh, to get something, I'm doing something wrong and... But yet, she'll tell me to leave and not give a shit about what I do once I leave. That's confusing. And I've told her, I'm like, wait a minute, you accuse me of stuff while I'm here. And 
when I'm gone, when you send me out, you never worry about who I could be with or this and that. I don't get it. And I still don't. I really don't. But anyways, um, oh, let me back up again real quick. When I, that time I said that I hid in the basement and heard her talking. I know this is part of her disorder. I know, I know it is. And like I said, with that phone, she's always hitting the yes or no. It, she's almost addicted to that thing. And I, I don't know if she thinks she's talking through a spirit getting answers about him or if she thinks she can talk to him. My personal opinion, I think she's talking to a spirit getting answers about him because she does it constantly. She's into all these spirit things. That's my personal feeling from what I've observed. So there's been, oh God, probably about 10 times that she would tell me to leave and I'd come back. Or times I would go up um, while she sent me away and sneak up and just listen. And yeah, a little bit was to see if maybe she had somebody there because everything she ever accused me of doing, it was actually her. So I figured she's accusing me of cheating. She might be doing it. But I have never caught anybody there. But I'd always hear her talking. And she would talk out loud, Dustin, I love you, and this and that. And the things that I heard were hurtful. So hurtful. I've asked you to come over a million times and you never do. I wish you would come over here. And of course it hurts because number one, it's somebody else. And number two, she never does that stuff for me. So the things that I've heard is ri ridiculous. So, and yeah, many times I brought it up during a fight. I'd be like, I didn't tell her I was sneaking up on her, but I'd tell her, you know, I was coming back to, you know, try to see if I can come in. But I'd hear you saying this stuff, so I just turn around and leave. And, um, oh my God, it just hurts so bad. So, I got over that part of telling you that. So, again, leading up to two days before I went back up there, I saw these texts. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to get through. Never, ever, ever. And what happens? Everything in my life gets put on hold. I have a business I'm starting, but when I'm up there, I can't work on it because she says I'm taking... I might as well just go home and work on this. I'm there to spend time with her. So I don't work on it while I'm there. And then when she sends me away and I come home, I'm too depressed to work on it. So I um, I'm saying to myself, I'm never, ever going to get through to her. I'm never going to get any further. She doesn't want me to live with her. Um, when she has to leave, she doesn't want my help. My life is just literally a merry-go-round. I'm, I'm getting no further in life at all. Actually, I'm getting behind. So I said, you know what? I'm going to give a break. I'm going to make this decision. She tells me to leave again. I'm literally going to leave and stick to my guns and not having contact with her and she can see and maybe I mean it this time because every time she tells me to leave don't contact me and this and that I say fine I won't and she always says yeah you always say that which is true she, <laughs> I do always get back in so when I saw that text I said this is what I'm going to do I want to get back there and make her understand um how much I love her. I'm going to be so, I'm not going to give in to her fights or nothing. She fights with me, I'm going to ignore it until she actually makes me leave. And then I'm going to stick to my guns. And it was basically because of this text that made me finally realize it for the last, that was the last straw. So I should have called this episode the last straw. So anyways, but the reason I said maybe this new chapter is we always end up back together, but I really don't think it can happen this time. Notice I said can't, because it's never going to change. Never going to change. Now, when I said I would never abandon her, I don't mean physically, because yes, if she does need help when she's ready to move, yes, I'll be there. If she really did have an emotional breakdown and need me, yeah, I'd be there. As much as she hurts me, as much as this kills me, I still will always be there for her. I don't know if she realizes it, but I think she does because I always show back up there. And again, I heard a podcast one day that said that if you go through a relationship like what I'm going through, don't keep giving back in because you're putting that person on a pedestal. They're thinking, I'm king and queen. I can do whatever I want. And he comes right back and kisses my feet. She knows that. She knows that. And I think that's I'm causing a lot of this uh, problems myself because she knows she can have whatever mental breakdown she has, say whatever she wants and do whatever she wants, and I come crawling back. And why wouldn't she think that? I do. I do every time. So I had this stuck in my head. So 
um, as history usually repeat itself, I figured after three or four days she'd tell me to leave. And at that point, I was going to bring up, or not sure if I was going to bring up, about the text that I saw. So anyways, three days go by, four days go by. There was little episodes, but I did stick to my guns and I didn't fight back. So we got out from, it was just little spats. And like I said, every time she has accused me of something, it turns out to be her. Always. Except the cheating part. Or at least I haven't caught her. I honestly don't think she has. So anyways, I didn't let her know I found her. She texted this guy. But it killed me the whole time we were there. Knowing that. And uh, uh, I wanted to say something because a couple times when we were, during that time, she would say, what are you trying to start a fight with me so you can leave and go see your little girlfriend? Uh, I kept my mouth shut. I said, nope, I'm going to wait till she has a full-blown episode and makes me leave. So, the first night I was there, I said, I don't know how many days it's going to be. And if I stick to my guns and this turns out to be not even just a break, but good forever, I'd love to make love to her one last time. Well, that didn't happen, but at worst case, I want to cuddle up to her. I just want to hold her tight. So, the first night we were there... I said, I'm going to do everything I can to prove to you I love you. Can we please, can I just cuddle up to you tonight, please? And she said, yeah. She said, don't even try doing anything with me. So that, that's how I know. Yeah, I wasn't sure. But anyways, I said, I just want to cuddle to you. I really did. I'd be happy with just cuddling. So that first night we did. Do you know how bad it fucking hurt? To cut love to her and knowing that she texted somebody and said how much she loves them and knowing she's in love with somebody else as I'm holding her. And then I found out later on that she said every time I cut love to her, she was wishing it was somebody else. So I had to keep in my mind, this is about me now. It's about me. It ain't about making her feel good because she doesn't accept it. This is about me. I wanted to cut but it still hurt. It was almost like when you take magnets and you put north to north, how they resist each other. That's what it felt like. So the second I came and I said, can I please cut it to you again? And I did. I said, that's it. That's, that's the only, I, I don't want to cuddle off this. I don't. I said it in my mind because I'm going to end up killing, uh, not killing myself, excuse me. It's going to end up killing me and I'm, I'm going to be mad at myself. So after that second night, I'm like, okay, that's good. I guess I want to remember that. I really want to remember those nights. So anyways, on night six, I'm at the end of the bed. I sit at the end of the bed if I was doing my work. Or she always laid in the bed, and it, that hurt my back doing that. So she always just accused me, you know, you're doing something, your phone's turned away from you. I'm like, well, your phone's turned away from me. But anyways, I'm at the end of the bed, and I wasn't holding the phone up. I, I always had a habit of, like, putting the phone down or, or you know, having it uh, horizontal. So anyway, so there's a, a group on Facebook, it's about divorced men, and there was a guy on there that had a situation almost like mine, him and his wife got back together, she's been very resistant to him, he's been trying to show her he changed, blah, 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 and um, anyways, it went on, and it was like, wow, that's me, so I responded to his, I love to comment, and I'm typing it, all of a sudden, she kicked some stuff that's off the bed, some of her craft stuff. She said, take your phone, take your shit, and get out of my house. I looked up, I go, what did I do? She goes, you can text your little whore somewhere else. I go, what are you talking about? So I immediately held up my phone and showed her. I said, I'm texting to a, a, a Facebook group. She swore that's not the page. She goes, you, you weren't on Facebook. I, I see that now, but that's not what you were on. I said, yes, I was. She swore she saw a different screen, and it wasn't. That's the only thing I was typing. I don't have games on my phone, I read, I have, you know, apps that are business apps, and um, I rarely ever go on Facebook, but there was a notification about that group, and that's that's why I clicked it, so, and, and again, she goes on Facebook all the time, the reason I don't, she always accuses me of something, so again, like, I always try to do things to appease her, but she can do whatever she wants, she can text me what she wants, 
um, you know, go outside when she wants, get the mail when she wants. It's always fine for her. So anyways, so I'm trying to explain that. You know, she's calling me a liar. I knew I wasn't going to win a war. I, was, I wasn't going to fight a war. I wasn't going to win. And I said to myself, you know, don't give in. So I kept trying to be quiet. And she said, I'm serious. Get your shit and get out. She was adamant about it. And I said, well, number one, my son had the car. And she goes, text him right now and tell him to get back here. I want you out. So I texted him. And, um, you know, he's going to be back in a couple hours. Oh, my God. That two hours? Oh, boy, did I go through hell. I went through hell. So finally, I couldn't hold it in. And I told her. I didn't tell her I saw the text on her phone. I said, I lied to her. I said, you know what? You got to remember, a lot of people you know have friends that know me. I said, I got screenshots sent to me two days before. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me say something. She told me, she said, since the day you came up here, you've been trying to start a fight. I know you have. You were trying to start a fight to get me... Um, so I tell you to leave so you can go be with a little whore. I said, why would I come all the way up here if I tell you to leave? I could have stayed at home. And go, I tried to rationalize with her. And she said, well, because you probably weren't, uh, she wasn't around. Soon as she becomes available, that's when you try to start a fight. I said, well, that sounds more reasonable, but it's not true. So I said, what do you mean trying to start, how, how can I be trying to start a fight? She said, you've been trying to start a fight. And I just figured now you're texting her, probably telling her, you know, um, I haven't been able to get out of here or something. You know, she has her little stories. I said, no, that wasn't it. So when I knew she was adamant about it, I said, I said, two days before I came up here, you tried texting Dustin. Well, guess what? He doesn't have that phone number anymore. And I knew he didn't because the people that do have it texted her back. So I lied to her and I said, the person you texted wasn't Dustin, but he gave that phone number to somebody he knows. And that person is friends with somebody I know. And they sent me a text and they said, I thought you were back to get your wife. Why is she sending these kind of texts? So I took pictures of her phone and I told her that they sent me screenshots. So I showed her, I said, look, you're going to deny this? Well, oh no, for, let me back up, sorry. First I had told her um, they sent me stuff. She denied it, she denied it, she denied it. Um, I'm sorry, first I had told her that I, w that I was told about it. She denied it. And I said, so... You're going to lie to um, that they sent me screenshots proving it? So she said, yeah, right. Let me see. I said, oh, you want a minute till I show it to you? She kept saying, let me see. So I said, yeah, fuck it. So I showed her. And I said, so, of course, it turns around. I'm the bad guy. Of course. I mean, you know, when you're perfect, you don't do anything wrong. It's got to be the other person. So... She started attacking me, making up all kinds of things. I said, why are you going around it? Now that because you're guilty, you're going to make it worse? I haven't been trying to start a fight with you. What you just did, you were trying to start a fight with me. So I tried to turn around. I said, well, obviously, you were trying to start a fight with me. I said, you know how you always accuse me of things that you're doing? Well, you just said that I was trying to start a fight with you to go be with somebody. Obviously, the proof is all right here. You're trying to start a fight with me so you can go be with somebody. You were sitting there accusing me of texting somebody else. Here's you texting somebody else. So again, every time you accuse me of something, it's always you. And it was true. Think about it. She told me I was trying to start a fight. She did start a fight. She said I was texting somebody. She was. So anyways, it turned around on me. I looked at it and said, you know what? You told me to leave. I'm going to give you one more chance. Many times she told me to leave and sees me packing myself. She's like, oh, I was just testing you. You're not going anywhere. I said, I never know if this is test or not. I want you to look at me right now. And I'm telling you, if you tell me to leave, and I know you always say, never come back, contact you, so I don't care if you say it or not. I want the truth. And if you do, I am never going to contact you, and I'm never going to come back here. So she looked without hesitation. She said, yes, I want you to leave, and I don't ever want you to contact me again. I said, okay. So she kept trying to egg me on, egg me on. I wasn't. I swear to myself, if I left there, I would leave without fighting. She tried and tried and tried. Because her always excuse was, when I tried to go back, it wasn't the fact of her fighting with me, making something up, making me leave based on her episodes and paranoia. It was how we fought. Well, you said this and you said that. Well, I mean, when you say I'm having sex out in the woods with somebody and I say something back to you and I'm the bad person. So I said, you know what? 
because I want to make her feel guilty. She accused me of something she did, and she's making me leave based on something she did, and she's making me leave, and I didn't fight back. So, of course, now, because I didn't fight back, she said, see, you're not fighting back. You want to leave. I said, no, I don't. But you know what? I'm not going to leave here and fight and give in to you. You want me to leave that bad? My feelings are so hurt, I don't even want to fight. I said, you're killing me inside right now. So, of course, she kept turning around, you know, I don't care. I said, I'm not going to leave here and fight back with you. She tries everything. Everything in her power. And I did everything in my power to hold back. She tried pushing every button she could. Well, anyways, I stuck to my guns. So as I'm trying to leave, I ended up grabbing the wrong set of keys. We both have green lanyards. So I went outside, came back, knocked on the door. She had it locked. I said, I grabbed the wrong set of keys. I need my keys. And then she made it the thing, I'm, I'm afraid of you. I'm not letting you in. I'll, I'll put them out the window. So I'm standing at the front of the house. Um, and all of a sudden, she comes to the door and yells to her. She goes, I threw your keys out the window. Why are you out here? I said, when you said the window, I didn't know what window. I figured I'm right here on the porch. You'd put them through the bedroom window that's right here next to the porch. So anyways... She threw him out the window. I went out there like, for 10 minutes. It's pitch dark out there. And there's wood there. I'm looking everywhere. So I yell into her. I can't find them. She's like, I threw them right out the window. They should be right out there somewhere. So I told her, I said, listen, you come on and help me look for them. Because she was sitting there out the window saying all kinds of things trying to egg me on. I said, I'm not going to sit here and look for my keys. Because you're using it as a, um, an opportunity to sit there and say all kinds of shit. If you don't come on and help me look for the keys, I'm calling the police. Because I don't think you really see I think you have them. So I figured I'd trick her that way. She comes outside. She's helping me look. I ended up finding them. Like two minutes after she was out there. But I wasn't going to tell her. I didn't make her look. So I went back and I said, oh, she always accused me of taking things she couldn't find. It made me look for them. So I figured I'm going to make her look for them. So to be a wise ass, I went over my car, turned my radio on. She comes over and she's like, you going to look for your keys? I said, you always accuse me when you hide something you can't find it you accuse me of taking it and make me look for it now this we know for a fact you threw them outside so guess what you're gonna look for them she said no if you're not gonna help me i'm not looking for them I said, you don't look for them i'm calling the police because i don't think you threw them i think you still have them you're gonna look so long story short i said you know what fuck it i'm not, I'm not gonna play this game so i got back out of the car and i pretended like i found them right then and there i already had them for almost 10 minutes so I said, yeah, here's my keys. So she said, well, give me my keys. So I took them and I tossed them. So I left. Now, I stuck to my guns. I didn't contact her. I didn't go back up there. I didn't text her. Now, of course, she didn't. She never does anyways. So after five days, she sends me a text and asks me. She said she was cleaning up the basement. She had some things that she thought I would want that belonged to my father, who's passed away, and this and the other thing. So I, first I responded back and I said, yeah, you know, you can give them to one of the kids, this and that. I was nice on my text. Ten minutes later I texted back and I said, you know what, As a matter of fact, I don't want any memories of anything that we had at the house. And you know what, I'm not, and I, of course I was still nice. I said, I'm not trying to be mean, but you can either keep them, give them away, or throw them out. It doesn't matter to me. I just, I don't, anything that's at that house anymore, I don't want. And I, I appreciate you asking, but I'm all set. So that was the the last response I sent her, and she hadn't contacted me since then. There is, <laughs> I can't say something else I did to find out information, but I know for a fact she's still in love with the guy, and I know for a fact she wanted to and would have slept with him if he showed up. I found some other things of after I left of her pretty much begging him to come over and promising him a good time. So that just gave me more of the incentive. I'm not texting her anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go back anymore. So since then, I have had no communication with her. But since then, the last week, her phone was shut off because she had gotten a plan with me, my son, and her that she was paying for was in her name. First day we had it, she suspended my phone, and I happened to get a flat tire and had to walk four miles to call AAA. So when this fight happened, she suspended my phone. And I just said, forget it. So I went and got a new plan myself. And I texted her. Oh, yeah, I did text her. I texted her. I told her, I said, I've got your phone. You can have it back if you wish. I don't need it. I have a new plan, new phone. 
So if you want it back, that's fine. So you want it back, you can keep it. I said, okay. That was the end of that text. So for the past week, she has not had a phone to even try to text me. Well, she saw my daughter last week, and she said, um, you know, it's just real funny. Dad must have somebody else. He usually texts or calls or something the day after or within a couple of days, which is true, and he hasn't. So my daughter said, you know, anytime he has asked me to ask you a question, you don't answer it. You say it's none of his business. So I'm just going to say to you, I don't know. And even if I did, I wouldn't say anything because I know you would say it's none of your business. So I'm sure the rule applies to both of you. She got mad because she said, you know something, blah, blah, blah. So she asked my son, um, you know, if dad has somebody, he's like, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him. How would I know? So she said he has to. So she's worried if I have somebody else. Now she has no phone. She's really furious because my daughter had stopped there and she's like, I don't have a phone. I can't even try to contact anybody to be uh, any of my old friends. But yet you guys all have phones and now dad has a phone. And I'm sure he's contacting somebody, but I don't even have the choice to try to contact anybody. So my daughter said to her, well, you get a phone. You shouldn't have blew all your money trying to buy all those terror decks. You'd have money to pay for your phone. So anyways, she's worried about what I'm doing. Now she really must be freaking out because she has no phone to try to contact that guy. Not that she could anyways because he changed his phone number and he refuses to answer her. So this is pretty much... The end of the episode is going for almost an hour. I, I can't believe it went this long, but I, I knew it would. So, what I'm trying to say here is, if this is the end, it is. I've been doing better than I thought I would, only because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about Law of Attraction. And I really believe uh, in Law of Attraction that if you get in the right vibration and you um, want something, think about it you will manifest it and so far I've been thinking positive positive things have been happening and my mental health is actually a lot better than I thought because I'm really thinking positive and I'm definitely trying to convince myself that it was a merry-go-round I was going nowhere everything would have been continually the same thing it has been for a year and a half everything we go up there we fight after two or three days she sends me out I go back, it, it, it never changes. What good is that going to do me? Live like that the day I die? But, like I said, I will never abandon her. I always would help her. And I know for a fact that she ended up meeting somebody and, you know, say he hit her or something, she was crying and said she... I would, I would be there for her. I swear I would never abandon her in that sense. And I told her every time we fight. I even told her, I said, if you go with somebody and somebody did something to you, I'd be there in a heartbeat for you. So again, I, a lot of people probably say you're crazy. You know, you should stick your guns and let her wallow in her own shit. No, it's my decision. I believe and I really want it that we never get back together again. That I do because I will never get ahead in life the way it's going. I know I won't. Everybody around me tells me that and I didn't believe. My counselor tells me that. I said, I'm sick of everybody saying that. She'll never change. And this is the way it'll always be. And then finally people are like, fine, you want to go through this. Go up there every three days, get sent out. Come home, be depressed. Go back. Hey, live that way for the day you die. And that's what it would happen. So just in that two weeks, I got more done with my uh, business I'm starting. I got more done in two weeks than I have in the past six months. So I've seen all the good things do happen when I stick to my guns. So I am going to stick to my guns. But yes, I will never abandon her. And I made sure I told my daughter that. I said, you make sure your mom knows that if she needs help, I will be there for her. But only as a friend. I never want to be back with her. And I also told her the thing about the relationship. If she got together with somebody and something happened, needed somebody, I would be there for her. But that's as far as it'll go. So, of course, she told my wife that. And my wife said, um, I don't want anything to do with him. I'd never call him. She goes, that's fine. He just wants you to know that. So, anyways, that's this episode. So, I want you, uh, I'm getting at the maximum of my time, which is 60 minutes. So, um, I didn't realize that, um, that it goes this far. That, I'm sorry, that, um, recording stops at, um, one hour on the, um, hosting 
that I have with my podcast. So I'm going to end this and say thank you very much. If anybody wants to leave me any comments or suggestions, I would love to have them, especially with this episode. So uh, send me an email at um, uh, thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. It's spelled T-H-I-R-D-T-E-G-R-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-N-H. Thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com. Thank you again. Please send me any comments and suggestions. Anyways, have a great day. Have a great life. And just remember, if you do live with somebody who has BPD, love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to love themselves. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show. And please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.